All right, welcome back to the 24 podcast, the unofficial podcast for Fox's award-winning show 24. Uh, my name, of course, is Joshua Rivers, and we have Mark with us also, Mark Sabercrop. Hey, how's it going? Doing good, doing good. And so... Uh, I think I think it's important to remind everyone once again, if they know somebody at Fox, we're okay with being the official podcast. Yes. I just keep throwing that out there, just in case. <laughs> Well, of course, uh, of course, I mean, uh, we're hoping David Fury's listening, and right, so that could be. Uh, I wonder if he saw my tweets. Do you think he saw them? I don't know. I, I'm sure he probably saw them. I don't know <laughs> what kind of attention he gave to them or not. But for for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about go back and listen to the last episode. We talked about. I, I made the comment that David Fury likes to not give information about 24, but I think he likes the attention, and so I made the comment on there that we'd be more than happy to have him on the podcast if he would like to come on and not tell us anything or tell us something either way. So yes. <laughs> I mentioned that in a few tweets and, you know, put in his Twitter handle. So hopefully he saw that and it would be neat to, to, to visit with him. You know, we, we, <laughs> I think he, he almost is like the, uh, he's almost like the villain. It seems like sometimes when he's tweeting on 24, because he's like, no, I'm not telling you anything and I'm not bringing Tony back. And, so on and so forth, but you know, I think it'd be interesting to talk to him. He'd have some. Cool yeah, definitely, lessons. definitely. And actually, uh, talking about people coming back or uh, cast uh, right. for the new one. Why don't you go ahead and share what uh, blew up on Twitter yesterday? We have some new news from yesterday that they have cast. Um, I think this is one of the first characters they've cast besides the people that we know are coming back. Obviously, um, Audrey Reigns and um, Secretary Heller. Um, and Jack Bauer and Chloe, but we have a new character, and they cast Michael Wincott, who I'm not really familiar with, but uh, he's a veteran feature film actor, they say. He was in The Count of Monte Cristo, Alien Resurrection, um, and also played, um, was together with um, Jack Bauer, Jack Bauer, with Kiefer Sutherland, excuse me, in his <laughs> new movie that they've been working on um, called Forsaken. So he is going to be a character... Um, called Adrian, and he is described as a charismatic hacker and a leader of a free information movement. And this article I'm reading is from uh, 24 Spoilers, and I'm sure we can link to that. Um, but they make the comment, which is what I was thinking as, I, as I'm reading this, that it reminds me of um, Julian Assange, who we've all heard about in the news, the WikiLeaks founder that, you know, hacks into government databases and releases, you know, stuff that shouldn't be released. And so I wonder if that's kind of where they're going with the the plot line of, you know, I would say it's probably going to be at least, a, I don't know, at least a character that um, stirs the pot, as you will, if you will. Yeah. Um, and causes issues for um, people. And then Jack Bauer probably has to clean up his mess or chase him down, one of the two. But, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. I mean, based on the description that we're given, I'm not sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I could see him being, I think he'll be a bad guy, but I could see him being kind of one of those um, misguided bad guys that thinks he's doing the world a favor. Um, okay, yeah. They they do refer to him as an infinite, infamous hacker character, which, um, of course, it's me to believe that, yeah, he's a bad guy. But I, I could see him be one of those people that is led by the idea that he's doing something good, you know, you know, exposing government corruption and, you know, governments that are, you know, oppressing yeah. the people and, you know. Right. Taking lollipops from little babies and those types of things. 
Hey, uh, yeah, maybe there's going to be a showdown between him and Chloe. That'd be pretty cool. They're probably so the good be. hacker versus the bad hacker. Yeah, that would be cool because I've never, you've never really seen that on Twenty Four. They've never had that plot line really of her having to deal with somebody like her, really. Yeah, not too much anyway. I mean, there's been a few things, but nothing real major. And that that's kind of a cool plot line. I know um, in the TV show Nikita, they do that a little bit. The hacker, the guy, the computer guy in that one, every once in a while, he'll be like sitting at his computer and, you know, he acts like it's like life and death. He's like, oh, it is on now. And he's like, you know, fighting against somebody else, you know, through computer programs and whatnot. So I, Chloe's going to win. I mean, obviously, but this poor guy doesn't have a chance. Yeah. But anyways, no, that's the news. And that's that's exciting. That means that they uh, they obviously have a plot line lined out a little bit if they're, um, you know, casting somebody as a hacker character. Um, yeah. They kind of know where they're going with it. So, yeah, that, and actually, mean, go ahead. That, mean, that means we can push David Fury a little bit more, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, I saw um, some tweets from John Caster and some people kind of responding to that. And it looks like John Caster is in England right now. Oh, and so I'm I'm kind of thinking that maybe uh kind of looking for locations, right? Specific locations as to where they can shoot stuff and and all that kind of stuff. And so, so getting close here. And so I mean, uh, they're supposed to start shooting in January, so about a the month and a half. Thickens. The plot thickens. Oh, the plot hasn't even started. Oh, well. <laughs> but yeah. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> A little strange this morning. Nice. All right. Uh, well, I did want to mention also uh, we did put a poll up, a little survey on our website. And so the 24podcast.com forward slash poll. Uh, of course, that's going to stay open for a while. Um, and what we did is what was mentioned before, actually two episodes ago, um, I had um, Jack. Uh, Jack. Yes, we were talking with Jack. Not, not Bauer Zola. <clears throat> yes, Jack Zola. And so, <laughs> and so we were talking about a tweet that David Peary uh, had made uh, regarding the fact that there's going to be at least one other returning character that hasn't been revealed, and apparently he wasn't in the mood for revealing it. And so um, that got us talking, and then that led to us opening up a poll to kind of get everybody else's idea on that. And so, so far we've had 16 votes and from the look of it, we have 44% of people think that Tony Almeida will return. Okay. We have 6% that think Charles Logan will return. Mm. 6% that think Mandy will return. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 13% that think Aaron Pierce will return, 13% that think Karen Hayes will return, and then 19 that think Kim will return. Hmm. I, yeah, I think those are some, some good options. I, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about Logan. Well, he can come back and get killed. That's true. That's true. Kill him off. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's a good nemesis, so that'd be he- not bad, I suppose. He can he can work with the hacker, right? Yeah, I mean you wouldn't expect anything else. Although it would be interesting, <laughs> it would be it would be interesting to see him come back and like actually be on the right side, kind of be a Sherry type character where it's like have your own agenda, and we're really not sure where you're going with this, but we're gonna have to work with you for now because somehow you help us. Yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah, and actually on the poll, the um, we had one other character that nobody voted for, and that was Chase. What? So, no one voted thinking that Chase is going to return. And so we had uh, one person, Joel, um, actually made mention that it's it's probably just been too long. Right. Um, too much time has passed for Chase to come back, but I don't know if that's true or not. Right. Well, we'll but, we, sh- we shall see, I suppose. Yes. So Anyway, should so, we uh, should we jump in the, the second half of season three? Definitely. Hmm. So when we left less when we last left our hero previously <laughs> on twenty four. That's right. <laughs> we gotta get on that the day of the California. No, it's not the day of the California California presidential primary. Darn it. Um, yeah, no, okay. I mean, yeah, that's stuck in your head. <laughs> right. So when we left, when last we left our hero, they were um, trying to get the virus, and I believe we ended with that. Uh, Michael Amador double double crossed everybody and headed to Los Angeles. Yeah. So we can jump in there, and we have um, Amador heading to Los Angeles. He uh, he meets with a, a man by the name of Marcus Alvers, who obviously is a you know pseudo scientist and is able to adjust the virus. And at that point, Amador meets with somebody else who's a new character who has a lovely British accent, and we don't know who he is at that point in time, but we will soon find out. However. At this same time, we have Jack and Chase who are asking Nina politely and nicely for information, and she's not giving it to them. Go figure. Yeah. yeah <laughs> basically, exactly. basically, she says, look, I want to be let go. Take me back. You know, they get on a plane, and they're headed back to CTU, and she says, well, you take me back, and, and then I'll tell you what I know. And Jack's like, yeah, that's not happening. And I think it's important to point out that that Jack does the right thing. As much as he probably wants to put a bullet in the head of Nina, he does the right thing. He's like, no, I'm not going to kill her. We need, we need her. You know, she has information. And right. anyway, so she says, okay, you know, call this number. You know, this is, this is where you can get information. Call this number. And he's like, okay. So Jack calls and he's like, uh, there's just a, or then she's like, you know, there'll be a fast, you know, busy tone or whatever. She's like, just wait. And then type in this, this code. And so he does. And anyway, she leads him through this whole thing. And, and really what ends up happening is it, it Jack is the, pushes the buttons to release a virus that completely, you know, destroys CTU's computer systems. So right. There's that, and, you know... Yeah, which uh, which I mentioned when we were talking about Season 2, I, I had mentioned that, and uh, I, I got my seasons crossed, so I was wrong before. Nobody would have known. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate your honesty, though. Yeah, I, I had to come clean. Full disclosure. Yes. So... <laughs> yeah, so, and then she basically says, look, as soon as you take me back to Mexico and let me off, I will tell you how to stop it. And Jack's like, yeah, yeah. that's not happening. I I don't believe you and I don't trust you, basically. Um, right. Anyway, so they fight back and you have Chloe frantically trying to stop this at CTU. Um, and there's a great line in there where um, they finally get it stopped. Chloe, Chloe finally stops it. And basically, Nina says, you're never going to be able to stop it. There's no way. And, you know, I guess we should backtrack right. and say that she planted this while she was at CTU. She planted this program that she could activate later to basically, right. you know, destroy their ability to do whatever. So anyways, Chloe stops it. And then Jack walks up to Nina and says, um, you know, we stopped your virus or whatever. And she's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, I don't care. And I love the way yeah. he says it. <laughs> he's just yeah, like, yeah, that he just yeah, that, that's just uh, perfect too. Because he just kind of sits there, kind of leans back a little bit, has got a smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, 
It's like, I don't really care if you believe me or not. We stopped it and you're in trouble. Yeah. So anyways, they, uh, they get back to, to the country and Nina comes in and, um, you have that, um, poignant moment when Nina walks in and, uh, Kim sees her, you know, and this is the first time Kim's seen Nina since her mother was killed by Nina. So yes. you have, you know, you have that and, you know, obviously Kim's not real happy and, and whatnot. Um, let's see here. So Nina's in there and basically they're like, I love the line. Who was it? Is it Chappelle or Tony? It might've been Tony where it's like, I don't think you knew Johnson when you were here. And they bring in Johnson who obviously is the, the guy that administers the, um, encourage you to talk pills or drugs. I guess that's a, you know, he's the yeah. one that helps you want to talk. So anyways, so he's getting ready to inject her with some sort of uh, truth serum or torture. I'm not sure which. And yes. as he's doing that, <laughs> she like leans into him and like slams the needle into like her, you know, main artery. And so it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she's going to die, which at that point in time, I know there's millions of people across the country and the world saying, yeah, that's not such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need the information, but right. right. And so they they rush her to uh they rush her to medical and get ready to put her under anesthesia so that they can work on it. And you notice they they video very carefully. They show you show her pinching the hose that, you know, gives her the put you to sleep medicine. And then they go out and, you know, they tell Jack, they're like, yeah, you know, she, she almost hurt herself. And Jack's initial thought is not, oh my goodness, is she okay? His initial thought is, uh, who's watching her? Why, why is she out of her cell? And it's at that point that you hear the, the, um, I guess the alarm that something's gone wrong right. and they, you know, they rush into medical to find everybody dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're like, crap, Oops. I knew something would happen. You know, you never count Nina out. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, cut off her leg. It doesn't matter. You you don't count her out. So anyways, so there's right. a manhunt within CTU to find Nina. And who finds Nina? None Kim. other than Kim. Yeah. Nina. Drop the gun. Put your hands on your head. Now. You don't want to be any part of this. Shut up. Just turn around and walk away. If you leave now, you won't get hurt. Kim. Don't do it, Nina. I swear to God, I'll shoot you. You won't kill me. Nina, do it. You go back in the seat to you. Tell him we've got Nina. Dad, listen to me. We need... Kim, go now! Please, baby, just go. You don't have any more useful information, do you?
Yeah, that was that was crazy. And so, like, oh, cool, Kim's got a gun on her, and this is going to be retribution. So Kim's got a gun, and it's like, Nina, turn around, and she's in the server room doing, you know, something, probably destroying evidence of some sort. Um, And so Kim's got a gun on her, and Nina's like, give me the gun, Kim, and just leave, and nobody will get hurt. Kim's like, no. And anyways, I think Nina's about ready to shoot her, and probably would have, because I don't know that Kim could have shot her, because I think Kim's yeah, a good I person. It would have been difficult to see, but anyways, right about that point when Nina's getting ready to, you know, hurt Kim, you hear a gunshot. <laughs> and and Jack had snuck in the door and shot Nina. And then this leads to, you know, everybody's cheering wildly at this point in time because everybody loves Nina. Yes. <laughs> it leans to, you know, Jack tells Kim, you know, hey, you know, get out of here. You know, don't, you know. And you feel like it's because for her safety, you know, I don't want you to, I don't want her to grab a gun or something and, you know, shoot you because we know Nina would do that if the opportunity presented itself. Anyway, so this is like the best point of the entire season, I feel, when Jack's standing over her and she's kind of trying to reach for the gun and he's like, you don't have any more information, do you? Because she's told him all along, oh, I've got more information. I can help you find this virus, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yes, I do. And he goes, no, you don't. And then shoots her three times <laughs> was it only three i think it was three yeah i, I okay. believe so but you know either way she's not living anymore and yes. <laughs> that is the end of you know one of our favorite evil people so, yeah no uh, uh no hashtag bring back nina <laughs> no nina will not be coming back and of course then there's the then you know he, jack's question of you know why did you shoot her she had information jack's like first off she didn't have any information second off I was defending myself and my daughter. And then, you know, that stands to, <laughs> they continue to try to determine if that's actually the case. Right. I'm not sure they really believe him, but yeah. at the same time, I don't really get the sense that anybody's really that mad at him for doing it either. It's like, okay, well, you know, we have to have you interviewed by, you know, you know, we have to debrief you and find out if this was justified because that's the rules. But, you know, nobody's crying because <laughs> you did this. So, right. so there's that, yeah. and then right at the beginning of the second half, too, we have Sherry, who we'd mentioned, um, you know, one of Palmer's supporters, Alan Milliken, had found out of an affair his wife has ha had with Wayne Palmer. So Sherry, in her, I don't know, I don't even know what to say about Sherry. Sherry manipulation. in her <laughs> manipulation, sure, that's a good word, decides she's going to go over. She calls Julia. Milliken's wife and says I'm coming over we need to get information you know from his cell phone to find out you know something and because I well Sherry found out that Milliken had been driving a vehicle that had killed somebody correct and yeah yeah had gotten off basically and you know because of his connections and his money it kind of leads you to believe he had gotten away with it and so that's what Sherry's trying to find information and in, you know of this had happened and so she ends up at the Millikan's residence against President Palmer's recommendation, by the way. We need to make that clear that don't go over there. And she's like, oh, no, no, I won't. And then she does. So she's talking to Julia. Millikan's in bed, and Millikan hears him. So he comes out in his wheelchair and sees Sherry there. And, right. you know, she, him and Sherry get in an argument. They start yelling at each other, and he gets pretty worked up and begins to a heart attack and Julia his wife's like oh my gosh we have to get his medicine and he's like Julia my medicine blah 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 and Sherry 
being the kind-hearted, caring person that she is, stops Julia from giving him his medicine that will save his life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now we have Sherry, who I don't think up to this point had been responsible for anybody's murder that I can think of. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not that we know of, at least. I mean, I guess not like this. Yeah, right. I mean, this is like standing in front of him, watching him gasp for air and fall out of his wheelchair um, and dies. And Julia's freaking out. She's like, people are right. going to find out what happened. And, um, you know, Sherry basically says, no, they won't. Not if you don't say anything. If you keep your mouth shut, I think is actually the exact word she uses. If you keep your mouth shut, nobody's going to know anything. But, of course, you know, there's questions asked. The police show up and... Julia keeps calling Wayne for help, and Wayne keeps saying, I can't help you. There's nothing I can do for you. Um, you know, at this point, you know, we've kind of kind of keep our distance. So so there's that, and that continues through the rest of the second half is this investigation. I mean, you have um, the investigator that calls uh, Sherry and asks where she was, and she says, oh, no, no, I was with David the whole night, blah, blah, blah. And then you have uh, the chief of police who comes and talks to Palmer, which I think Palmer invites him, but he's kind of trying to, you know, keep the whole thing from going crazy. Right. And um, I thought it was interesting as I was watching this, Josh, is Sherry through the entire, I think till the end of her life, feels thinks that they told the police that she was with him the entire night. But when he's there, the police say, was she there that night? And he says, yes, yeah, she was there. You know, she was at Millikan's, so... That's interesting. He did not lie to the police, um, as far as yeah, I read. That's right. It. You know, even though she thinks he, because he uses that basically to manipulate Sherry. I mean, he goes to her right after that and says, you know, I told the police that you were here, and you know, you need to tell me what's going on, and uses that to get the information of what happened. Right. And uh, so, you know, you have Sherry just being manipulative, and and that and that continues through the entire thing, and we'll get to that in a second. What happens with her? later on because of that but as we're um as we're going through we also have you know the uh let's see well we we find out the uh that the uh terrorist that amador was contacting was um was uh what's his name saunders steven saunders steven saunders and so uh we don't don't know we don't know who he is at that point. Yeah, at that point we don't, but we later find out that um, uh, he actually was part of Jack's team. Yes. Um, whenever they went to um, the, the Drazen mission. Yeah, the Drazen mission, and so um, Jack and everybody thought that he had died. Right. Um, but apparently he didn't die, and uh, Stephen Saunders was now angry because he was, in, in, at least in his mind, he was left. Right. Well, and, and he so, said. He spent what the you know three years or something in a you know a, a prison camp basically in was it Kosovo yeah Kosovo you know we we learned right. that from later on he's talking to Bauer when Bauer's trying to get information from him after they catch him finally and you know demands information and Saunders says you know the Kosovo you know secret police couldn't break me in three years you think you're gonna do it in an hour you know so obviously he was you know he was caught and. I think, you know, they lead you to believe that that's the reason that he's doing what he's doing is he feels like he was betrayed and forgotten about, basically. Right. And nobody came to save him. And so now he's, you know, releasing. And he blames the United States for that because he was on loan, you know, with the United States at that time. 
Right. And, and yeah. of course, he has a personal vendetta against Jack. Right. Because Jack was the leader. He was right. The, he was the boss. You know, he was the main man. But yeah, so he uh, he's the one that Alvarez and um, Amador are meeting with. And they end up getting a, I guess, a, a preview of things to come to a hotel. And they find out where this is going to be happening. They and so Michelle heads down there with uh, Gael and, and some other CTU agents to basically try to find this virus and keep it from being um, released. And I guess this was after they caught Amador, right? They catch Amador and they, yeah. they interrogate him, and that's when they find this out. So Jack right. interrogates him, and then uh, so they uh, well they let him go, right? They let Amador escape, and then they follow him, Jack and Chase. Right. And they follow him, and he gets into a car where he's going to get, you know, papers to leave the country and disappear. And Saunders said, yes, yes, you know, this is the plan. We'll get you out of here, and you'll you'll be safe. Well, he gets in this car, and they hand him the case with all of his papers in it, and he opens it, and it's a bomb. So there's no more Amador. Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, leads them to, crap, where is this going? Where is this going to be? And they find out that it's this downtown hotel. I don't think I have here which hotel it is. It doesn't really matter, I suppose. But So they get down there. Michelle, Tony sends Michelle down there with uh, Gael and others and basically tells Michelle in no, no uncertain terms, you will not go inside that hotel. Do not go inside until you know we get it contained or whatever else because obviously he doesn't want his wife dying, which makes sense. Right. I mean, you know, I can understand his feelings there. So they get there and surround the place and she's on the phone with the head of security and he's like, "Well, come on in and help us." And they don't tell him what's going on. They don't, you know, they don't let him know what's going on. And anyways, it it turns out that to help find the this virus that could be released, you know, they need more bodies. They need more people to help find it. So Michelle goes in and she says, "I'm not telling any of you that you have to go in to the rest of the CTU agents. I'm not. You don't have to go in. I'm not asking you to. I'm not demanding you do. You can do whatever you want." They all go in, you know, obviously because they're patriots. And mm-hmm. Gael is the one that finds this virus. And he is about ready to disarm it when it goes off and blows all in his face. And so, you know, at that point, you're like, well, Gael's dead. <laughs> right. Sadly, yeah. I like Gael. He, I mean, you know, he did a lot for the country. But so, um, you know, you have several, well, shoot, probably almost the rest of the season, huh, that they're dealing with that. And, you know, yeah, the, quite a while anyway. Yeah, and the the side effects of this are that, you know, you start bleeding from the nose and, you know, you get, you know, boils or whatever on your skin. And it's a very painful way to die, basically. And so Gael starts to be um, have symptoms. So they basically, he stays back in, you know, I think it's that room. They catch the guy that had brought it there, but he's less than useless. Um, and, you know, it, it works fine for a while. But then there's one guy that's like off and they won't let anybody leave, obviously. But there's one guy that works there that wants to leave, and he ends up pulling the fire alarm, which, you know, completely Cause causes panic. all sorts of issues. Everybody shows up in the lobby, and they're like, nothing's wrong. Just go back to your room, which, let's be honest, we're not going to believe that. I mean, if you show up in the lobby and the, after the fire alarm went off and there's, like, you know, government agents in there, <laughs> right. you know something probably did happen at that point in time. So anyways, they, they're trying to keep him calm, and everybody's staying calm for a while, but then people are starting to get symptomatic. You know, this is a couple hours later. They're starting to bleed from the nose, and people are freaking out, but you can't stop this. You know, there's no stopping this bleeding from the nose. And 
anyways, this one guy like freaks out and basically grabs a chair and like throws it through the window because they notice there's people outside and, and they're not allowed to leave. And Michelle tries to tell him that it's just, oh, there's something outside. You have to be safe. And this guy realizes that that's not the case. So he breaks a window with the chair, tries to leave. Well, Michelle pulls her gun and shoots in the air and says, if anybody leaves, I will shoot them. And he says, no, you won't. And he tries to leave. And then Michelle <laughs> shoots <up>. him, <laughs> which you can tell really bothers Michelle as you go through the rest of the, you know, a few episodes. It, it really bothers her that yeah. she had to do this, you know, and, and his wife, that guy's wife, like screams at her and, you know, you're a horrible person. You're supposed to be protecting us, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, long story short, basically they're trying to keep order in this place that there's absolute chaos. You know, because people are afraid what's going to happen. And and you find out that, you know, was it 90%, I think, of the people that contract this virus will die. I mean, that's just the 10% are immune to it. Right. And Michelle tells Tony that, you know, she says, well, we had to contain it. And he goes, well, wait, how are you in there? Because he wasn't, she wasn't supposed to be. And, you know, she tells him and he's mad at her, obviously. And then you have like four or five hours worth of them wondering whether she's going to be infected or not. Right. And you just had Gael who died. So, I mean, it's not like there's any sacred people. And at this point, you know, this is Michelle's first season. So it's not like she's, I mean, she's a main character, but we're not, you know, she's not one of the long-term characters yet. So you don't really know. You kind of wonder. It's like, hmm, 24 is good at killing people off. So <laughs> Michelle yeah. might be done for. I mean, you know, I had seen it before and I know that, that she was okay because she's in later episodes. But at that point in time, if you've never seen it before, you're sitting there saying, oh boy. This isn't right. good. Yeah, and maybe we should mention that the virus, uh, if you remember at the beginning of the first half of the right. season, um, it had that 14-hour incubation period. You weren't contagious or anything, and then it That's would right. take like 24 hours or whatever. Um, well, uh, Saunders had done something to it to accelerate it. Right. So it's like a matter of an hour, a or couple two. hours, right. and, and, you're, and you're gone. Well, and it, it freaked out Michelle and everybody there because they thought they had, you know, 12 hours, you know, to contain everything and, you know, make sure that things were taken care of. And then somebody starts bleeding. Right. And Michelle, like, calls and says, ah, we've got a, we've got a big problem. So anyways, yeah. you know, the CDC, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably the CDC that shows up or one of those organizations that does this kind of, you know, virus containment stuff. They show up and they start testing everybody as it goes through and. You know, trying to figure out who's who's uh, symptomatic and who's not, and you know who's going to, you know, trying to save everybody. But, anyways, there's that that right. fun. And so during this, you know, basically Saunders uses this, and Saunders finally calls Bauer and says, you know, hey Jack, and he doesn't tell him who he is yet, but he's like, you and I have a mutual friend that that I'd like you to introduce me to, and it's the president. And basically, he tells the president, if you don't do exactly what I say. I'm going to release, you know, dozens of these vials across the country. They've already been sent out, and you'll do exactly what I tell you to. And the first few are pretty easy. You know, the first one, what is it? He has to say, like, the sky is falling in a press conference, and um, he has to go get a phone so they can visit without being listened to. Right. But they progressively get more and more, and during this, they find out that somebody's getting onto his trail. Saunders realizes that somebody is following money trails and is picking up on what he's doing and getting close to finding him, basically. And that person is Ryan Chappelle. Apparently, Ryan's pretty good at following money trails. You don't really realize that until right now, but 
they kind of make it sound like that's kind of his knack. That's what he's good at is, yeah. you know, looking at the financials and following those trails to find people. So, you know, Palmer is, or Saunders calls Palmer and basically says, here's your next assignment. You have somebody, you know, at CTU or, you know, a division that's name is Ryan Chappelle. And Palmer said, yeah. And he goes, I want him killed. <laughs> and Palmer's like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. He goes, yeah, I want him killed by seven o'clock. If he's not killed by seven o'clock, I release the vials. So, I mean, that's an impossible situation to be put in if you're the president. I mean, you know, killing, you know, not only one of your citizens, but one of your agents. So he, uh, he calls the only person he can trust to do this, obviously, is Jack Bauer and tells Jack that I need you to do this. And Jack's like, if I remember right, Jack's like, well, this isn't the right thing to do, but he understands that there's no, there's no way around it, really. Right. And that's what needs to happen. So anyways, he tells Chappelle and Chappelle like freaks out. Chappelle tries to leave, skip out of town, which yeah, I can't really blame him. Can't I blame probably, him. Yeah. I probably would have too. But Jack catches him. Anyways, you know, through the whole thing, Jack basically says, look, your best way of getting out of this is you need to help us find what he, you know, what he thinks you're about to find. You know, that's the, if we catch him, that's the only way you're safe. And, um, you know, and so Chappelle has no idea that he's caught on to anything. I mean, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at that, that is freaking him out so much. And so they're trying to yeah. figure that out. They do, uh, they trace a call and they send Chase and the rest of the team to, you know, take down um, Saunders. And this is what, I think 15 minutes before seven, you know, it's right before. And so Jack and Chappelle are getting ready to head to where he's obviously supposed to execute him. And they're listening to what's going on with Chase. And anyways, I, I don't understand technology enough, but he had rerouted the phone through some box at another location. So it looked like it was coming from that location. So Chase goes into this room and it's empty. And I mean, right. that's, you know, that's the end of, oh man. So then you have, you know, which we talked about, you know, you and I, Josh, early, early on in the, the 24 podcast, that scene of Jack and Chappelle when Jack has to basically execute Ryan Chappelle. And I don't know, I, we have a little bit of the audio of that, don't we? Uh, yes. Okay. Let's listen to that real quick. Is there anyone you want to talk to? You mean to say goodbye? To say whatever you have to. I have a brother I haven't spoken to in years. I don't have that many friends. They're just the people at work. So, no. There's no one. There's no way around this, right, Jack? We don't have any outs here. Not that I can see. Wait. All right. Let me do this myself. At least give me the dignity of, of taking my own life. That's something you can do. No, Ryan, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You were right back at CTU to put me under watch. I wasn't going out for a cigarette. 
I was trying to bolt. But I know this has to happen. I can't take that chance. I'm giving you my word, Jack. I won't run. I swear. I, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared, but I'm not gonna run. I couldn't live with myself knowing I was responsible for the deaths of all those people. You gotta believe me. Yeah, that's just crazy. I can't even imagine. And it's so it's I don't know, it's it's heart wrenching to me because you have Chappelle who's like, Well, there's gotta be some other way and Jack's like, No, there's not, you know, I wish there was. And then you have Chappelle saying, Let me do it myself and, and he can't pull the trigger, which I don't know that many of us would be able to. That's not an easy thing to do. And then mm-hmm. I you know, the the episode ends with Jack saying, you know, God forgive me and then pulls the trigger. Yeah, and I remember watching that, and every time I watch it, you know, I know what's going to happen. But even now, when I watch it, it's like he pulls the trigger. You don't see it; you see his face right before he does, it, and then you see Chappelle falling forward, and you just kind of sit there, like, did that just happen? Yeah, and you keep wondering. And I think you mentioned it before, Josh. You keep wondering. It's like, okay, did they fake this somehow? Like, did he just like graze his head or something? And you yeah, because they did that with get out of in it. season one, right? But Nope. <laughs> Chappelle's dead. And, you know, you, you when you get to the end of the season, we'll, we'll talk about this shortly, I'm sure, but the things that weigh on Jack Bauer's mind, I mean, the things that he has to do every single, you know, day of the season is just unbelievable. You know, the positions he's put in and the things he has to do. I mean, you know, up to this point, I mean, if we went back and counted how many people he'd killed, and I know that we at one point had had a list of how many people he kills each season. I mean, by this point in his career, he's killed, you know, easily 50 people, (laughs) you know, but this is different. I mean, this is, Mm -hmm. this is execution. This isn't killing somebody. This isn't somebody is trying to kill me. So I'm going to kill them back. This is, you know, he's on his knees in front of me and I put a bullet in the back of his head. So that's, yeah, (laughs) I don't even know what to say, but 
it's a uh, it's one of the more poignant moments I'd say of the entire series. You know, and obviously there's a silent clock because of that. Um, yeah, yeah. That, so that was one of those. Yeah. Anyways, during this, actually skipping back a little bit, they find somebody that knows Saunders. You know, Jack realizes who it is. They do some, you know, cross-referencing between people that, you know, they get Amador to describe kind of what he looks like. No, the other guy. It's the other guy, isn't it, that's at the hotel. He describes kind of what this guy looks like, and they cross-reference all of Jack's files, you know, people he's worked with, to try to find him. And they can't find him, can't find him. They switch it to presumed dead, and that's when they find Saunders, and that's how they realize that it was Saunders, you know, who everybody thought was dead from the Kosovo mission. And from this, they find out that there's somebody that he has previously dated in Los Angeles, and it's a a, um, high-end escort company (laughs) lady. And so they go to visit her, and and that's kind of funny because they show up in her house, and she starts shooting at him, Jack and Chase, and Jack says, okay, okay, I'm going to put down my gun, and, you know, so he does, and she doesn't know Chase is there, and so she starts walking forward like she's going to, you know, question why Jack's in her house, and Chase grabs her gun. (laughs) <laughs> and then they, you know, basically say, okay, now you're going to talk to us. And, you know, so they end up taking her and they're taking her to MI6 because obviously Saunders was an MI6 agent. They're taking her to that office in Los Angeles, the MI6 office, to interrogate her and to, you know, find out, you know, what connections she has and try to find Saunders. And that is when MI6 is attacked. You know, it's like, what, probably 30 stories up or something. And yeah. this helicopter shows up outside the window and just, you know, annihilates it, kills this lady that they brought with them. And, you know, Jack and Chase have to hurry and get the Saunders information off of their computers before it's destroyed. And they find out that there's obviously a bomb that they had set to destroy all of their information. And, but they get it. They get some information there. So then yeah. they find out that apparently the information Chappelle found or was about to find was this money trail leading to this girl in Los Angeles, who turns out to be Stephen Saunders' daughter. Yes. So they realize that this is the way that they can find Saunders if they can get to his daughter. So they try to decide how they're going to do this, and they're looking for an agent that they can do like a, you know, what did they call it? Like a, um, anyways, like a, you know, a swap without anybody knowing. Right. And she works at this library at this, you know, college. And so they, they're trying to find somebody that they can do this. And they can find anybody that's a good match except for Kim. Yeah. And I I absolutely <laughs> love when Tony when Jack finds out. You know, Chloe yeah. <laughs> Chloe does this typical Chloe thing where it's like, How do you feel about that, Jack? Or something like that. And he's like, What? And then finds out that, that Kim's the one that's gonna be doing it. And he freaks. Like he goes off on Tony. Basically says there's no way she's not a field agent, which I think is really not really what he's concerned about. I think that's just the logic he feels like will work. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously well, his thing is this is my daughter. No, yeah, she's not gonna do this. And then you know, her and or Kim and Jack have quite a heated argument where Jack's like, absolutely not. There's no way you're doing this. That's why I brought you here. That's why I gave you the job was because I wanted to keep you safe. And Kim like pushes back yeah which is pretty impressive and she just says look i took this job because i thought i could make a difference you know i didn't take it because you're my daddy and she's like this is my decision not yours and i'm doing it and you know jack's just kind of partially surprised that she said anything and partially i think 
sad because he knows that there's really nothing no other option can do about it and yeah he knows that that's any other person any other person's daughter that's the decision he would have made too he knows it's the right thing he just wants to protect his right. daughter which you know you can't blame him so not. anyways he uh he goes with kim and he's going to run the operation i i love how they're walking out to the helicopter and he tells kim basically look i don't like this but while we're out there, I am head of field ops and you will listen to exactly what I tell you to do. <laughs> you know, and she's just like, yeah. all right, whatever. <laughs> so anyways, they swap. You know, they the girl goes to the bathroom. I think they purposely spill coffee on her. So she has to go to the bathroom. And they, um, right. you know, put the neat little rag over her face and she goes to sleep. And Kim goes back out and they're watching this guy. And they think this guy's the one that's following you know Saunders' daughter because he has her watch so she's protected and they think it's this guy and so they tell Kim to move away and so she moves away and they then they realize that's not him that wasn't the guy that they should have been worried about I don't know if that guy was like just a creeper or what his deal was but I mean he was watching Jane a lot so maybe he was just a weirdo (laughs) hanging out at the library I don't know but anyways he was not the one and this guy captures Kim and starts leaving. Well, before they had gone into this mission, Jack had given Kim a, a weapon and said, you know, use this if you need to kind of thing. Right. And so as he's trying to leave, Kim struggles and ends up shooting this guy and killing him. So there's that. And Kim's safe. And But then they know that Saunders is going to know that this had happened. And so... right. They finally catch up to where Saunders is, and they've got him, I mean, dead to rights, you know, surrounded the building. There's no way this guy's getting out until he happens to get some leverage. So, yeah. let's see. He um he has caught to- or Michelle. Michelle, by this time, let's jump back real quick. We are going fast. I apologize, but, man, there's a lot. That's okay. <laughs> this, yeah, is like a, this is like a whole season in 12 episodes. Which now I know they can do it for live another day, so that's good. But yeah. so <laughs> Michelle finds out that she is not does not have the disease. I mean, she's immune to it, and they're transporting right. her back to um, I don't think it's CDC, but that's all I can come up with. You know, the headquarters of you know this agency, government agency, for just you know just to monitor for a few hours and make sure she's okay. Well, as she's right. being transported, she gets kidnapped by Stephen Saunders. So now Saunders has a little bit of leverage. He has Tony's wife. And so he calls Tony and basically says, look, check this out and shows him a video. And Tony basically says, if you do anything to her, I'll kill you. And he's like, yeah, I don't think you're going to do that. (laughs) Is his general feeling or the way he says it. And he tells Tony and forces Tony to move the guys covering the back exit to the front. So Tony does. Yeah, because they're tracking him down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got the building surrounded. There's no way he's getting out. But he hasn't moved to the front, and he sneaks out the back while this is happening. And the guys come to the front, which one of them's Baker, who's one of the CTU agents that you actually see quite a bit. He's actually a fairly main character as far as CTU agents go. And he gets up to the front, and Jack's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, we were told to head up here. He's like, by who? He's like, Tony. He's like, get back there. And by that time, he's left. Yeah. So they um they lose him, and Palmer's not happy about this and right. um obviously and you know palmer's still dealing with his own stuff you know sherry by this time has double crossed palmer basically and went to keeler who's the guy that's running against him 
and basically said, hey, do you want some information? <laughs> and so Keeler shows up and basically tells Palmer, look, I want you to resign or all of this is coming out. You know, you can tell him whatever you want. I don't care, but you need to resign. So this is all happening. Mm-hmm. Why we, um, you know, while Saunders is getting away, um, Jack ends up finding out that Tony had done this. And they also, I think, no, they don't find out right away. Tony, wow, I'm getting all mixed up. Is there so much that happens? So Jane is back at CTU now. Saunders basically right. tells Tony, get me my daughter and I will give you your wife. But don't call me again until you get her out of CTU because Tony's like, well, this is going to be really hard. I can't just walk out of CTU. And he says, well, I'll figure it out, basically. So Tony, like, you know, knocks out a couple guards and escapes with Jane. And Jack finds out what's going on, finds out, I think it's, isn't it Chloe that finds out that Sheila, yeah, she's listening to the the audio of Saunders and finds out that Saunders has Michelle. Right. So tells Jack, hey, you know, this is why he did this. And at this point, you know, Tony was forced by Jack to step down. Tony never said why he did what he did, but basically Jack says, look, you need to step down. You, you screwed up. You know, Saunders got away because of you. So Tony resigns. He's no longer CTU, head of CTU. Breaks out Jane, takes off. Jack chases him down and convinces him to, you know, help. Allow them to catch Michelle, or not catch Michelle, catch Saunders. So they set up this meeting, the trade, and um, they don't see Saunders. They can't go in until they see Saunders. And Jane's getting ready to walk over towards where Saunders supposedly is. And she has a change of heart. Realizes that, um, you know, if things don't, you know, he's not the person that she thinks he is. And mm-hmm. um, runs back, and that starts a fight. And Saunders jumps out and says, wait, Jane, it's okay. And that's when they move in. And uh, Saunders almost gets away. I, I don't know yeah. how he did that. I don't know how they did not have that that canal covered, but he jumps over this wall into a canal. You know, those big canals like in Greece, basically, is what I think of when I see it. Um, okay. Anyways, he's running, and there's this helicopter waiting for him. Obviously, he's thought of everything. Well, they call in an airstrike, and it's so awesome because right before he jumps on the helicopter, you know, he's 30 yards away, the airstrike hits the helicopter. <laughs> so you have, in the middle of a major U.S. city, you have two, you know, F-16s that just annihilate this helicopter, which is pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, definitely. So, anyways, they catch Saunders, and, you know, that kind of kind of ends it. You know, they they ask him nicely to give him where all the other vials are, and he won't. And so they take him back to the hotel to supposedly show him what he's doing, you know, all these people that are dying. And they get there, and actually what they do is Saunders is like, you think, it, you know, I'm prepared to die. I don't, throw me in there. I don't care. I I decided that was okay. He goes, no, you're not going in. Yeah. And they send his daughter in. You know, they have yeah. this, you know, they have this, like, cleansing area where you, you know, get cleaned up before you go in for the people coming out that are, you know, CDC agents. And they she gets all the way to the door. I mean, seconds from. And you can tell in Jack's face that Jack is not wanting to do this. But he knows that sooner or later Saunders is going to say, okay, fine, which is what happens. Right. You know, he uh, he says, fine, I'll tell you what you want to know. And he tells them where all the vials are. And they're able to stop all the vials except for one. They can't find one of them. Um, yeah, because the guy went dark or something right. like that, didn't he? Yeah. So they couldn't contact him. So anyways, they have to chase him down. They finally catch him in, or chase him into a middle school. And the guy attacks Chase and Chase is there and, you know, they're, they're fighting and 
and this these vials had this clamp on it that they could clamp it, I'm assuming, to like a pole or something. So they could, um, you know, it couldn't be taken off and it would destroy wherever they're at. So Chase clamps this to his arm <laughs> because that's the only way you can think to keep the guy from doing it. And then Jack kills the guy. And there's no, I think he'd already set the timer. Is that correct? I think. Yeah. And so Chase yeah, clamps it to his arm. Set. The timer set. And so it's like, how are we going to get this off? You know, we can't get it off his arm, blah, blah, blah. And you see Jack kind of look over at one of those like fire axes. And Chase says, yeah, do it. And that's another one of those poignant moments. Yeah. <laughs> where, you know. It's like, wow. Jack chops off Chase's arm. You know, his hand, basically, at the wrist. But then, you know, gets the vial into a, a freezer of some sort and saves everybody. But, you know, Chase has some serious surgery to be done after that. And it, they kind of lead you to believe that they actually do save his hand, don't they? I think at the end, you know, they say we got him in the surgery right away. It's, you know, we'll see how it goes, but right. kind of that there's an op, there's a likelihood that it's going to be saved. So, um, real quick, Josh, you'll have to edit this out, but my computer's about to die. So we're going to have to, okay. So anyways, so we'll talk about sharing and be done <laughs> and you might have to end up doing it by yourself depending on where I'm at, but we should be able to do it. Okay. Um, so Sherry, you know, Palmer basically says we need to get this medicine from Sherry. And that's the evidence that she had done this because she took his medicine. So Wayne and this other guy, I don't remember what his name is, but basically one of the fixer guys, you know, that solves the problems behind the scenes, go to Sherry's house to get this medicine. And Palmer has asked her to come because he wants to invite her to be part of the administration again. And Sherry's very astute. I'll give her that, Josh. She, <laughs> she, you know, she says, I want to be the first lady. I just want to be a part of your life and, you know, help you and be by your side. And Palmer says, okay. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy. And then she, it's funny because she stops and she's like, wait a second. No, there's, there's something else going on. I don't, this is too easy, David. And, yeah, you know, so he, he basically was just trying to keep her away from her house so they can find the, the medicine. Right. Well, they can't find the medicine. <laughs> and then Sherry walks in and Wayne's there. And she's like, Wayne, what are you doing here? And he's getting ready to make up some story. And the other guy that's with her, like, clocks her on the head. No, punches her, I think. And knocks her down, knocks her out. And they find that she had the medicine with her because Sherry's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry knows that they're gonna somebody's going to be trying to get it. And if she's better keep it with her. So they get it. So they're leaving, you know, trying to get out of there before anything else happens. And. Wayne sees Julia show up and Julia is obviously Alan Milliken's wife. And so he goes back in basically say, Julia, what are you doing here? And walks in and Julia has a gun on, um, on Sherry and basically says, you know, you've ruined my life. You know, you killed my husband and now you've ruined mine. I'm going to jail, blah, blah, blah. And Sherry's like, well, no, no, no. You know, we can still work through this. And she, <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, oh, wow, did that happen? And then you're like, eh, it's Sherry. Yeah. She probably had it. She probably had it coming once or twice. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then she turns the gun on herself and kills herself. So, you know, Wayne's not real happy. But yeah. tells Palmer what happened and Palmer's ticked off. And Wayne tries to paint the good picture of it, which is his job. But at the same time, Palmer's like, the mother of my children just died. 
and you're telling me about politics. So, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. I mean, there's a lot of people that were killed in this episode, this season. Yeah, there are. I mean, a lot of major ones. I mean, not just um, bad guys or bystanders or whatever. Yeah, there's like a, a lot of semi-major roles that were yeah were done. People that have been in it since the beginning. You know, yeah. Sherry and Nina. Yes. Sherry and Nina both were in it from the beginning. Chappelle was in it for two seasons. So I mean, well, no, he, he was in season one too. Oh, was so. he? Oh, right at the end. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah, I mean, so major, major yeah, characters. so. You know, yeah, and then, crazy stuff. And then I think it's it, it's interesting that the season ends. You know, Jack's at the hospital with Chase, and it ends with Jack leaving. He talks to Kim and then says, "I've got to go take care of some stuff." And he goes, sits in his car, and just breaks down crying. You know, and and it's it's a touching scene because you know you realize you start to think back of all the things he's had to do, you know, throughout mm-hmm. his time at CTU. You know, three seasons worth, plus everything that happened in between, probably. You know, going undercover with the Salazars and whatnot. And he just starts crying. You can just tell that, you know, he's just everything he's had to do is just weighing on him so heavily. Um, but in typical Jack fashion, the season ends with a call on the radio saying, Jack, we need your help interrogating so and so. And he has to pull it together and go back to work, which is what Jack Bauer does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I feel like we missed yeah, a lot. Like... Yeah. Man, is it, yeah, it's, there's a lot of stuff, but ho- um, but hopefully we'll start catching some of the other stuff with the uh, blog. Right. Yes. And so Joel. now that we're getting fired up a little bit more on that, yeah, Joel's doing awesome with that. And so there's, uh, I think he did one so far. Probably mm-hmm. another one this week. Yep, there'll be another one. And I think I think this one's going to be all about Tony. So that'll be awesome. Yep. And then actually, I've got some inside information. I think he's actually going to interview me <laughs> the time after that. So. I don't know what I have to share, but I kind of joked around with him and told him he could interview me. And he's like, okay. So you might get some more of, Interesting. hopefully he gets some, I know he'll have some good questions that probably will pull out some stuff that I haven't mentioned about 24 on the podcast. So should be fun. Yeah, never know. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we would love for you to leave a review for us in iTunes. You can go to the 24 podcast.com forward slash iTunes. I'll take you right to the page there and uh, you can be able to leave a uh, review and a rating and we would definitely appreciate that. That'll help our show to become more visible to other 24 fans such as yourself. And so shouldn't take more than a minute or two to be able to do that and that would greatly help us. And so if you happen to be listening on Stitcher, you can give us thumbs up and that'll kind of do the same thing, kind of make the show a little bit more visible for people trying to find it on Stitcher. And so we definitely... Uh, would love to be able to contact, uh, connect with you also. Uh, if you want to go to the show notes, you can go to the 24podcast.com forward slash 015 for episode 15. And then uh, you can be able to scroll down to the bottom there. And you can be able to leave a comment for us. And you can share your thoughts about uh, uh, this uh, uh, third season and be able to uh, share those different things with us. Maybe you have some comments or questions or uh, things that you like to see on the show, you can be able to share that there. You can even uh, click on the feedback button, send us a feedback there as well. And so we would love to be able to uh, feature you on the show like we've done for several listeners already. And there's actually been several of our listeners that we brought on as guests. And so uh, if that's something you're interested in, you can let us know about that as well. Or if you'd like to uh, not do an audio, but you'd like to post something on our blog, 
uh, just let us know and uh, send us uh, what you have and we can be able to work with you and get that put up there. So we definitely appreciate that. And so again, you go to our uh, website, the24podcast.com and check out all the things there. And uh, we do hope that you have a great week and we'll talk to you next time for more 24.